And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. Around midnight Monday morning, Floyd Mayweather, that's right, Money Mayweather, held a press conference with Ryzen Fighting Federation, announcing a New Year's Eve bout with Tension Nasakawa. Money said that this was not a one-off, that his relationship with Ryzen was just starting. He was setting up the Money Team Tokyo and looking to bring his fighters over to the East to compete. In the press conference, it was asked, hey, what weight class is it going to be? What are the rule sets going to be? And Floyd said, we're going to work that out in a couple weeks. Yeah, well, a couple weeks turned into a couple days and Floyd was like, yeah, no, this is not for me. I am so glad that I waited to report on this. I was going to put something together to put out first thing Monday morning. But I said, you know what? Let me pump the brakes. Let me hold on a minute and gather as much information as I can before announcing this. Because without a rule set, I couldn't understand how the fight was going to take place. If you don't know about tension, this kid, this 20-year-old kid is a striking phenomenon and if kicks were going to be allowed oh Floyd was going to get his his whole everything messed up knew that that couldn't be the case and Floyd was like hey it was supposed to be some uh, exhibition bout with some high rollers I wasn't really expecting all this and I really was wondering how the fight was going to take place tension weighs about 120 125 pounds floyd usually fights around 147 154 that's a great big weight difference in japan they're known to have those kind of fights though we didn't know what gloves were being chosen and there were no details solidified and the fight was supposed to take place in seven weeks and Floyd didn't fight for anything less than 100 million. It just didn't make sense. So I'm glad I waited because uh, it was all a ruse <laughs> and it's not taking place. But I want to salute my man King Mo. That's right, Night to Stand Up. He posted a YouTube video of rising exec Nobuhiko Takata leg kicking the death out of Trevor Burbick back in 91 in a mixed match. Burbick quit. Because he said that the agreement was that there were going to be no kicks below the belt. And he just didn't know what to do. It was crazy. And that's what would have happened. No, it would have been worse if Floyd got in there with tension. And tension was allowed to do any kind of kicking. Uh, speaking of Burbick, the Jamaican-Canadian died in church about 10 years ago over a land dispute with his nephew. I didn't know about that until I went to look up the fighting and look up what was going on. Hey, worshiping God is not a bad way to go out. All right, Floyd, Floyd, Floyd. He's been busy. Like I said, he, he announced this, and a lot of people thought that 
he was going to fight Khabib. And now I guess that might be back on the table. I don't know. What we do know is that he met with Dana White during the UFC 230 week. And I'm really interested or wondering what kind of deals were on the table. Because uh, maybe coming back to Dana to negotiate some things. Last time Dana and Floyd did some negotiations and did some business. They did big business in the Maymac fight. And of course McGregor's not going to be quiet when Floyd is out there making headlines. So he went on a rant on social media. Said that tension and Floyd together at the press conference looked like Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan making Rush Hour 4. Tension was not going to be outdone though so in his polite Japanese way he hit back at Connor and said hello Mr. McGregor my name is Tension Nasakawa I am not Jackie Chan I promise to avenge your loss so please watch my fight <laughs> and he added Connor when he did it he's like I'm not scared I'm not scared and I, I put it back on you what what tell me this kid tension is a beast and make sure that you follow mtmv sports on twitter and facebook and instagram on our twitter i'm going to send out a highlight reel of his fights kid is phenomenal anyway connor was doing a whole bunch of ranting this week and he went on another rant blaming one championship for the dissolution of the flyweight division in the UFC. And he was like, look, he called out the president of one specifically and said, you need to sign all the flyweights that got cut because, yeah, it looks like the flyweight division is gone, is done in the UFC. They have cut a number of fighters including Shorty Torres who had a really nice well thought out well spoken podcast or not podcast video blog something last week got a chance to hear it on the uh, road show the MMA road show with John Morgan he put it out again it was very well thought out very well executed and Shorty Torres said that he thought this was going to happen said why he thought it was going to happen because you're getting rid of the biggest star in this division and the current champion is preparing to fight at 135 pounds it's like it doesn't make sense he was right and got his contract cancelled he's one of those fighters that Connor is fighting for to get in one championship one has just been all in the news this week and they got together with Dentsu Inc which is Japan's largest global advertiser agency and they have partnered together with them to create One Esports that joint venture will take place or I should say it'll start in 2019 they're going to invest up to 50 million dollars to make this the largest esports championship in Asia 
looks like DJ being under the one roster is paying off in multiple ways because he's been named a brand ambassador for this armor one if you know anything about dj he's a major gamer and he's already fitting in well and paying dividends for one championship someone else who's coming from west to east which really seems like the theme of the headlines of hot takes this week is misha tate that's right former bantamweight champion and mma darling she is going to be a vp of one and it'll be moving to singapore at the start of 2019 but one isn't done no they're not done they also announced that they're going to get into the tournament game as well they're going to kick off two tournaments in two divisions and what two better divisions to kick it off in than the ones that they just added new blood to so it's going to be a flyweight and a lightweight tournament eight fighters oh man looking forward to that someone who could join Eddie Alvarez at lightweight in one is Sage Northcutt the free agent is in Singapore right now and will attend the Heart of a Lion fight, which takes place on Friday, November 9th. He came in on the same plane as Demetrius Johnson, who's there for a press conference as well as for the fight. All right, let's move on to a little other news. Uh, Sharice Davids was in the news this week. The former MMA fighter who tried out for season 20 of Tough didn't quite make the cut for that. She entered a different kind of contest recently, though, and got much, much better results. The attorney, the Cornell grad, and Native American is now a member of Congress, representing the 3rd District of Kansas. Now, talked about UFC 230 a little bit and we went into it in depth in Aftermath me and my boy Josh Moosel so make sure you check out Aftermath to hear our take and our recap of that historic fight card but one person who was there champion who was at the card but not in the cage was Ben Askren he got one of the biggest pops when he was put on screen last week at MSG had Joe Rogan just gushing it's like yes yes he's finally here been trying to get him here for years and they finally listened to me so uh, seems like Joe Rogan is a lover of some people over in Bellator he was fighting hard to get Jimmy Smith got him fighting hard to get Ben Askren got him too now and now it looks like Askren has his first opponent for his first bout in the UFC in his quest to stay unbeaten per Brett Akimoto of ESPN and that is former welterweight champion Robbie Lawler that's a major major test for Askren because really in his career he's fought strikers like Koreshkov and like 
by Lima, but he hasn't fought any strikers like Robbie Lawler. And Lawler has wrestling. Does he have the wrestling skills to keep uh, being upright or stay upright? I don't think so. Because he was working hard and focused much on staying upright against Tyron. And that didn't work out too well for him. Though Tyron didn't take him down. He just knocked him down. Alright, that ends it for headlines and hot takes. It's time to go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one-two. Alright, fight fans, time for the old one two. And in boxing news this week, Badu Jack, 22 1 and 3 with 13 knockouts, is being rumored to take on Staten Island's own, that's right, Shaolin's own, undefeated Marcus Brown. They have verbally agreed to square off at 175 pounds in early 2019. Will they headline their own card? Or will they be on the undercard of Pacquiao Broner? Well, that's why this is a verbal agreement because they haven't hammered all that out. When they do and I get more information, you know your man the voice will keep you updated. Now, last week, I said Triple G was in the late stages of talks with the zone. Now, he's being rumored to face Calvin Smith at the 54,000-plus seat Anfield Stadium in Smith's hometown of Liverpool, England. That points even more so to Triple G joining the zone as Callum is represented by Matchroom Boxing's Eddie Hearn who has a billion dollar contract. That's one billion with a B with the upstart streaming provider. Nico Macias fought Jesus Soto Caracas in what was billed as Jesus' last fight. With all the damage done, I hope that it is. He and Macias set a record though, multiple records in this fight you had the most punches landed in a round the most punches combined thrown in a round and the most punches thrown in a fight ever you had 1100 combined punches landed out of over 3300 punches thrown oh man it, it was crazy Macias has a real smothering style and throws a lot of volume. But Soto Caracas beat him at his own game and walked away with the W. So salute to him. Hopefully he does hang it up. He was sounding like he may have another one in him after that brawl though. Now while the fight was going on when it opened up, Tito Ortiz was a guest commentator for the first couple rounds. 
He'll be fighting for Golden Boy later this month versus Chuck Liddell in an MMA fight. And it is the weekend of Thanksgiving that's taking place. Before this, really hadn't seen much as far as advertisement was concerned for this fight. When it first happened, they kind of announced it, but they really haven't been doing much to say anything as to get people interested in and watching the fight. This is a good way, and it really looks like De La Hoya is appealing to the boxing audience for this. He's really not coming at the MMA fans for this fight because, again, Tito was there for this fight, which is a Golden Boy fight. Saw uh, ad in the ring for the fight. Also saw ads while the fight was going on for it. And uh, honestly, they did not look good at all. I don't know. Yeah, they just didn't look good. They looked old and blurry and, yeah, just not good. Also, as I was reading throughout uh, the day, getting information for the old one, too, was on Ring tv which i go there to get a lot of matchups and they were advertising the stream there which makes sense because ring is one of the streaming partners for this fight that was on saturday i'm sorry not saturday that was on thursday on friday november the 9th you have the fifth season of the contender finale taking place only on epics and it will be held at the fabulous forum in Inglewood, California it pits 17 and 2 Brandon Adams versus 10 and 2 Shane Mosley Jr. for a $250,000 prize and the contender title both of these fighters are from the LA area, so it's going to be interesting to see who the crowd pulls for. On Saturday, the 10th of November, in Manchester, England, on the zone for those who are listening stateside, Skybox Office, if you are in the UK. Oh, I've been looking forward to this fight for a minute because I've been hearing nothing but good things about this champion. Alexander Usyk will be taking on Tony Bellew in a 12 round cruiserweight bout for Usyk's belts and he's got them all. Ring, IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO. Also on that card, you got Anthony Crowler, who's ranked number 5 taking on Duad Jordan. That's going to be a lightweight fight. 12 rounds. Crowler has been getting a bit of buzz as I was going about doing research. Just seeing his name kind of all over the place. So that it might be a good fight to keep your eye on as well. Also on the zone, the later in the day, you've got Morris Breedis taking on Noel Gever. That's a 12-round cruiserweight bout. Also, all right, fight fans, time to step out of the ring and into the cage. And in the next segment, we'll be covering one 
championship. One championship heart of a lion will be taking place in Singapore, which is the home of one championship at the Singapore Indoor Stadium. Angela Lee was supposed to headline this card versus Jiang Jingna in Lee's quest to become a two division champion in just her 10th pro fight. Unfortunately, she was deemed medically ineligible due to an ailing back. That moved the bantamweight unification bout between 22 and 3 Bibiano Flash Fernandez and 19 and 5 Kevin the Silencer Bellingon up to the main slot. The Lee family will still be represented though as little brother Christian who's 9 and 3 Christian the Warrior Lee will be taking on 18-9-1 Kazuki Tokodong. Both of these fighters are looking to rebound from losses this year in their last bouts under the one banner. Lee right there at the indoor stadium because whenever they are in Singapore they try their best to have a Lee on the card if not two like they did last time because both of them have Singapore roots. This will be a lightweight clash that is uh, the belt that Lee was going after last, but lost to the situation for the second time. Now, 2-0, Gary the Lion Killer Tonin, BJJ Phenom, will be taking on 4-2, Sung Jong Lee of South Korea. Both of these are submission specialists. Tonin is one of the most heralded BJJ players in the game currently, and Lee is a Naga no Gi grappling champ. This is the featured prelim, and it goes down at Featherweight. On Saturday, November 10th, the UFC will host its 25th anniversary show in the city where its first event took place, Denver, Colorado. Though that took place on the 12th of November, the 10th was about the closest they could get to that date and still keep it on the weekend. Instead of at McNichols Arena, this will be at the Pepsi Center. And if you live in the Denver area, there's a meet and greet at Dave & Buster's on Friday, the 9th of November from 6 to 9 p.m. with Matt Hughes, Dan Severn, St. Louis's own Art Jimerson, Anthony Smith, and Dominic Reyes. That's free and open to the public. You can also go to an exhibit that's free and open to the public before the fight at the Pepsi Center from 2.30 to 6.30 p.m. For the rest of us, we'll have to commemorate things with the sixth 
fight main card that the UFC has scheduled. And headlining that card, you have 14 and 4. Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie. That's right. He's coming in and taking on the 10 and 2. Yair El Pantera Rodriguez. This is a featherweight fight. Yair's last fight was a loss to Frankie Edgar, who was the original opponent for the Korean Zombie. That was his first loss, Panteras, El Panteras, in the UFC, and his first loss in the past five years. That fight was about 18 months ago. And during that time frame, there was a point where Yair was no longer with the UFC. In his comeback fight, he's getting another fighter who's been fairly inactive as Chan Sung Jung will be fighting for the first time this year. He fought last year, but before that, he hadn't fought since losing in a title fight with Jose Aldo back in 2013. Now, Chan Sung Jung has been out for some other things. He's been out more so for his uh, military service. Being a Korean, you have to serve in the military. Everyone does. And he did his duty, did his service for his country. And then he also suffered some injuries, which kind of kept him out of the loop as well. So be good to see the Korean zombie back in action and to see El Pantera back in action as well. The co-main event for this card is the Voices Marquee matchup as well. And it's strictly because of the drama. You've got 33 and 11 Donald the Cowboy Cerrone taking on 12 and 3 Platinum Mike Perry. And again, it's all about the drama that surrounds it as to why this is the Voices marquee matchup for the main card. Perry and Cowboy have been going at it. As a matter of fact, Cowboy officially left Jackson Wink because of his fight with Perry. He was like, look, I want you all to side with me. They chose not to. And, <laughs> and Cowboy and Perry have been cool pretty much the whole time. Perry has been admittedly playing some mind games because he knows if you can get in Cowboy's head and it's not a situation where Cowboy's feeling you and you're feeling Cowboy, he gets tense and is less likely to fight at his potential. When Cowboy's loose and relaxed, that's when he shines. Case in point, the last fight that Cowboy won against Yancey Medeiros, Yancey hugged him, and then Yancey woke up, got knocked out. So Perry is definitely taking the proper steps in this, and Cowboy's got a lot of pressure on him because of leaving the gym. Before, he was easy going cowboy he was in interviews 
Then Mike Winkle John walked by and he got mad all over again. So, yeah, strictly because of all the drama. That's why this is the Voices Marky matchup. Because I want to see how this plays out. If Cowboy were to win the fight, which he's the underdog, and understandably so, he's lost, what, out of his past fights, four of them he's lost. He's only won that one against Yancey. So if he wins, though, he will be the most winning fighter in the UFC. And what better place to do that than at this card that's commemorating the 25th anniversary? This is a welterweight match and supposed to be Cowboy's last one at 170 as he plans to go back to lightweight after this fight. Also on this card, you got Rocky. Raquel Pennington, 9-6, taking on the 7-3, former UFC featherweight champion, Jermaine the Iron Lady Durandamy. This is Jermaine's first fight since becoming the inaugural featherweight champ, only to relinquish the strap. She thought if she got the strap, that it would give her some leverage at Bantamweight. Not so much. She was very, very wrong as far as that was concerned. She got stripped, and it really has been like exile since then. Rocky is also coming off of a championship fight where she lost to the bantamweight champ, Amanda Nunez, and even asked her corner to stop the fight while it was going on. Nunez's next fight will be against the current featherweight champ, which is Chris Cyborg, and that happens at the end of this year on the uh, the year-end card, the one that's just a couple days before New Year's Eve. All right, 14-4, and four, Benil Dariush will be looking to pick up his first win in two years versus the debuting Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series Brazil alum, 11-2, Tiago Moises. That is a lightweight fight. Speaking of Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series alum and those making their debuts in the UFC, 5-0, Macy, the future barber, will be making her debut versus late replacement, 8-2, Hannah Shockwave Seifers. That is a straw weight bout. And the curtain jerker, which was almost the Voices Marquee matchup, pits two undefeated fighters, both coming in from the same season of the Ultimate Fighter. You got the 5 0 Luis, the violent Bob Ross Pena. Coming out of Hillsboro, Missouri. Salute to that man. Taking on 7-0 Mike the Lone Wolf Trezano. Pena called out the tough champ because he feels like had he not injured himself in the first fight of the season, that he would have been the tough champion. He feels like he would have run away with the competition altogether. So when he won his first fight on the tough finale, he waited, found out who the winner was, and then called them out. I was like, look, I want to fight 
that cowboy hat wearing dude to show that I'm the real champ. Excellent call out, got what he wanted, and now they're getting ready to do it. They're getting ready to fight, and Bob Ross feels, or I should say it's Violent Bob Ross, is feeling really good about it because while he was on Tough, he was on Daniel Cormier's team. Being on DC's team, DC took a liking to him, told him to come out and train in San Jose. He's been there ever since and helped Khabib in training and preparing for his fight with Connor. And he feels like, look, if I'm going with Khabib all the time, if I'm going with Islam, Makashev all the time, these cats at Featherweight have nothing for me. So he's feeling really, really good about this fight while Trezano is looking to also stay undefeated because that was an undefeated season and prove that he was the tough champion for a reason because he was the best featherweight in the room. All right. Told you all last week I'm doing some things a little differently and shouting out some different fights to you know keep your eye on uh, that are not on the main card for the undercard if you're gonna take a look at any fight and it's really not much here uh, possibly I'd say John Gunther and Davi Ramos uh, Gunther is 7-0 Ramos is 8-2 uh, they both do their thing as far as fighting is concerned so may want to check that out. Uh, Juicy J, Julian Arosa, also a tough alum, will be taking on Dante, Devontae Smith, I'm sorry. Um, and that may be a fight to keep your eye on as well. Sports fans rejoice, my team my voice and to keep up with mtmv sports make sure you follow us on twitter instagram facebook as well as youtube if you want to talk to me directly i am the voice on all social media that's t-h-a-v-o-y-z-e our podcast get released on anchor first and foremost so if you want to get it hot get it fresh that's the place to go otherwise you can wait until it is uploaded very quickly to like everywhere that you want to listen to podcasts uh, apple Podcasts, and if you're there or wherever you listen to it and you're able to rate and review we would definitely definitely appreciate it if you're an android user we are featured content on podcast republic you can also catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Also, if you like what you're hearing here with MTMV Sports, you know, we got wrestling, we got baseball, we got basketball, football, college sports, and of course, fighting sports. If you like what you're hearing, and you want to continue to hear high quality content and allow us to expand 
our reach and expand the coverage that we give you you can throw a dollar to our way either through the anchor app or find us on patreon and you can support us that way as well till next time it's your man the voice host of the mtmv main card and i'm sounding off